Welcome to Ministers Talking Sh**, a weekly program where Rev Briz and Rev Z and their guests chat about current affairs, world events, spiritual principles, and any old sh** they want to talk about. Based on the new thought philosophy and ancient wisdoms, Ministers Talking Sh** shares a visionary perspective of the evolving spiral called spiritual living. Join us each week as we explore the emerging paradigm of life on planet Earth and beyond. And good morning, dear one. Reverend Robert with you over here. Reverend Z right here. And we're a couple of ministers talking shit. And this happens every Friday morning right here at 7 a.m. on the Mountain Time Zone. An opportunity for Z and I to get together and, well, you know, look at some of the stories that are going on in the world, some of the weird things in the world, uh, you know, and then, well, we trust we find a spiritual experience around it all. <laughs> I'm not going to say answer or solution um, because some of these, some of the things we talk about here on Friday mornings, folks, yes, there is a spiritual solution to every human concern. And part of the reason we like to talk about these things is to help bring them to the front. So hopefully that uh, divine revelation will occur because most often some of these leave me shaking my head like, what? <laughs> so today we kind of have a, uh, we're calling this the, the Department of Redundancy Department episode. Um, a lot of things that are going to make you think, what, how, or what makes you think? And the first one is we want to raise up some serious prayers across the country today. If you're not aware, there is a nation, well, not a nationwide hunt, but there is a, a missing person, a young woman, uh, Gabby Petito, 22 years old. She and her high school boyfriend set off on a cross-country trip much earlier this summer. Uh, there's lots of video and story servicing uh, as her boyfriend returned home uh, much earlier than planned with Gabby's travel van and without Gabby. And nobody's heard from Gabby and many and her family believe that uh, some of the final text messages they had received from her were not her, that are, they're inauthentic. A uh, young woman is a missing person and her boyfriend is now a, um, a suspect or a, a person of interest. Sorry, not named a suspect, named a person of interest in her disappearance. He's sitting behind a lawyer, behind the lawyers, and not saying a word. His family's not saying anything to anybody about where Gabby might be or how they came to part or why that he did not bring, why he brought her van home but not her. <laughs> uh, it feels like. See, this feels like somebody, the plot of a cheap Hallmark movie. Sorry, Hallmark. Sorry, the dark side of the Hallmark movies mm, genre, yeah. right? Like, it's almost, it's too obvious. It's too perfect. Of Like, it's too stupid. Who in the world in today's day and age thinks you're going to get away with that, with something like this? And whatever the young man's involvement is. Um Help us make sense of this one a little bit, Z. Well, you know, it's <laughs> I'm I'm speechless, as you can see, which doesn't happen often, all right? First first and foremost. <laughs> but 
you know, when you think about this, how how could you? And I'm, as we were talking earlier, I'm sure there's going to be some kind of insanity, something going on in terms of uh, when, when when things do come to light. But how do you think you can go somewhere in someone else's van and you come home with their van and without them and you haven't indicated to anyone why that person is not, should not, was not, will not be in that van when they come home? Right. So that that is that is a, a problem, right? Um, and then I think more broadly speaking, is how can how how can he not well I'm I'm sure they may have interrogated him, I'm sure. I don't know. But no, I mean, he has you know, not he has not been questioned in any form that I'm aware of at this point. His lawyers have said the family will not make any statements, that they're gonna stay I mean, out of this. That I mean, there's something wrong with the system that you and I can go on a trip. I'm driving your car. We in your car. I come home with your car without you, and I don't get questioned till the hilt. Oh, and and here this one so that, that a little darker twist. Nobody he didn't say anything to Gabby's parents. He didn't. He didn't contact Gabby's parents. There, they finally submitted uh, a missing persons report on September tenth or eleventh. He arrived home in Florida on the first of September. That's ten days. Well, and the last quote communication between Gabby and family was on the thirtieth of August. So wow. 10 days and he still hasn't made any statement their family and, and, has, and they've, it's crazy they've publicly said they're going to stay out of it to allow gabby's parents to search for gabby wow so now they have to go spend money and time in a grief-filled situation uh and 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 you know Yesterday, sometime, uh, Brian's sister uh, made a statement saying, "I, you know, hope we find Gabby safe." Well, if I mean, hey, your brother knows right? the last place she was seen, girl. <laughs> if you're now, I'm gonna call BS on that one. If you hope that Gabby is found safe, then you walk into your brother's room, you slap him around, and you tell him to open his mouth because there's yeah. no question. At this point, there is no question that he is the last person that saw Gabby alive or saw that has seen Gabby at this point. Right? right. If she's alive, she could still be alive out there. The, the, and the, having just been through Yellowstone and Montana and Idaho and that whole area, 10, 12 days in the wilderness out there alone, if you're not trained, could be very, very difficult. But there's still a chance she's alive out there. And if you're if you really concern that concern, talk to your brother. Tell him to open his mouth. Well, I think you got muted, Z. Yep, I don't have your sound. I lose it on my side. Uh, when we have that same issue, legal thing, we look at um the presentation 
in Washington the other day on the FBI's handling, and I'm shifting gears a little bit, but I just want just the breadth of, of, of how the legal system is not always equitable. <laughs> yes. You have hundreds, if not thousands of young ladies, gymnasts, professional gymnasts. FBI knows about it. And they, it seems, covered it up. I mean, they have yeah. fired one guy, but now you got a whole system. So, so you got two systems here. You got the FBI, the the, the top, you know, legal uh, uh, police guys, really. Yeah. Uh, and then you have local police saying someone can come with my car, and you don't arrest them, you don't take them into custody, and say, "Look, let me question you. What? Where is the person who owns this car? It's not you." It, it, I'm, I'll tell you this, I am waiting to see a, an FBI statement, right? So far, and we reports say that the FBI is part of the investigation. All right. There's different police forces are starting to say things. The, uh, the Florida police department where, uh, where Brian Landry lives is, is making statements. The Moab police department has released an extensive video of an interaction between their police department and this couple, um, you know, the, it, there's no question there was tension in this relationship that yeah. we know as far as, as early or as late as August 12th, when they encountered the police in Moab, they were separated for the evening. Gabby was given the van to sleep in. Brian was given a hotel room to sleep in. She picked him up the next day and they left Moab. We know they were in Salt Lake City on the 21st. And we know they left Salt Lake City on the 21st of, of August. That's a long stretch. And the, so these are young kids. They're, they're talk, they're, they used a mental health defense to avoid arrest or, or anything more major in Utah or in Moab. They, you know, they pled their case to the officers that they were both just not feeling well mentally stressed because of the bugs and living together in a van and this, that, and the other thing. So we could, as, as a society, folks, there's a lot of societal things that are going on here as well. This young woman believes she's going to, that they're creating a, a blog channel and as they travel and they're trying to do the van life YouTube thing. And, and uh, you know, I know how hard that is to get started. Yeah. <laughs> Try to do it in a van with another person to be a whole other story. We're going to lift up prayers here, folks, right? Yeah. We, we're holding both of these young people yeah. because both yeah. of their lives have been impacted. Um, yep. Brian, more so, poor decisions. And, and you know, folks, I think we've gotten to a point where we're so afraid of either losing our freedom or paying our due when something goes wrong that a lot of people make it worse. Yeah. Yeah. Man, I don't, I don't care who you are. You've been traveling with a woman for weeks and months. You it, she doesn't show up. She goes off into the, even if she just walked off in the middle of the night, you go to the police, you freak out this kid. We, we don't know because we haven't seen him. Is there any remorse? Is he, is, I would be. I wouldn't leave the area. I'd be running around all night long looking. Yeah. After I call somebody on the phone, they help come help me look. Uh, you know, and, yeah. and and 
and again, you know, when we start looking at society and how things have another weird, again, this is a tangent, but it's on the same thing of weirdness in terms of legal systems. Uh, the situation down in South Carolina, where I forget the 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 the, the family's name. It's a it's a fourth generation lawyer prosecutor in this town that hired a hitman to kill him so that mm. his son could get $10 million. And then a week or so before that, he calls the police saying his wife and son have been murdered in the driveway. And I'm like, <laughs> what are we coming to here, people? <laughs> I saw that one too. And I thought to myself, this is just too freaky for me. <laughs> now, in that case, right, he turned himself in yesterday, right? That's how that's how I even know about it, is because it isn't that the case is unusual anymore. It's that the fact that he turned himself in it has become unusual. So uh we want to keep moving, folks, right? We're not here to, to pound the heck out of this, but we do invite you to join us in prayer for Gabby. Yes, please. And do. we do invite you to join us in prayer for Brian Landry as well, Laundry as well. Um, I, for all purposes, from what I can tell, he believed he was going to travel the country with the love of his life and his fiance, and they would soon be married. Um, and whatever mental state that young man is in, he needs our prayers as well. Yeah. And as a society, we're gonna we're gonna do better, right? In the future, we're gonna find a way. To keep doing better yeah and and i think uh, and for me on a closing note on that i think across the country we need to figure out how to get some real rights of passages for these young people these people were 22 years old i mean i got a 23 year old and a 21 year old and you know i look at this how their lives could be just impacted by mistakes that could be avoided if, if we start providing a little bit more uh, what I call rites of passage programs, or how to deal with stressful situations and uncomfortable situations without going into dire yeah. manners. Yep. You know, and you strike me in that as absolute, right? Because we look at, as ministers, neither of us will do a wedding without having some amount of premarital interaction, uh, making sure that, hey, you guys are feeling healthy and feeling good and offering advice and support. You've been married a long time. I've been married a long time. We both can speak from the experience of this isn't, it isn't always fun and games and roses and puppy dogs. So um, I agree with you, right? Uh, where do, and so if anybody out there is watching, find, knows of, help us. How, where are those early 20s, late teen, early, early young adult, uh, write a passage programs? processes, things that you can use or point us in the right direction. We'll point you in the direction when we get resources. It's a great point. See, I think that, yeah. And that helps a lot on the mental health issues. Yeah. <laughs> Knowing you're not the first people to go through this. Yeah. So, ah, uh, California, here I come. Yeah. Hey, Linda's got a question for us and this is a good one. The uh, understanding that the SLM philosophy does not seem to use the label evil. How does it address this situation exactly? Uh, you know, I don't see there's intent or evil here. Any, 
evil is, you know, in my opinion, nothing more than a human perception of something we don't don't understand or are afraid of. If we dig deeper into a, a philosophy of oneness, as we were just saying, Brian deserves our prayers as much as Gabby does. Brian's not evil in this. He made some decisions. He made decisions that in the moment, in this moment, appear to be less than helpful. He appears to be making decisions that are obfuscating the truth. He appears to be making, and he's still a divine expression of the one. We don't throw him aside. And we also believe in that ability to, of redemption, that he has the ability to redeem himself and bring himself back into alignment with a higher ideal. Um, he's going to have to choose that. He's going to need to get some support on it. Z, like that? Yeah, I mean, I, I, when I, when I have that kind of a question, I, I always try to, to, for me to help keep it in perspective. I look at the whole deal of the body itself, right? I, you know, I'm, I'm that kind of guy. And so, when I look at the white blood cells and the red blood cells. Um, the, you know, they're in a constant nip and tuck and the white blood cells are going around taking care of anything that's foreign in that body. Mm -hmm. And if it gets out of whack, it goes into a bad situation. If it's in balance, it, it's a, it's a great situation because it keep you know, it's, it's keeping all the germs out. And so, uh, in, in, in that metaphor, it is when we find things in life that, 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 seem to throw the balance of the whole off like this kind of situation in a lot of ways it's a wake-up call for us to say you know i mean we can put a lot of labels on it but more than anything i believe it's a wake-up call to say something has gone terribly wrong and if we don't make some adjustments and some corrections we will continue to experience more and more of this thing we're seeing that now with climate change. We're seeing that now with, you know, political approaches to, to life. And, and, and that's what happens. You know, there's, there's always this ebb and flow that keeps right. things in balance. But when we allow it to go off, now we can give it a bunch of labels to make us, you know, feel better or, or whatever the case may be. Yeah, <clears throat> yeah exactly. So it, perspective is key and intent Mm -hmm. is key but intent changes they they, they can both change yeah thank you i trust that answers that for you linda thanks for asking the question and for anyone no else question. out there if you'd like to be part of the conversation feel free chime in drop a comment or hit us up on email minister talk at ntmedia.org either rev z or myself will answer any questions queries or comments that you may uh, drop into that mailbox so please Feel free to do that. Uh, all right. So moving on, I'd like to say a shout out to democracy. Uh, California, if you're not following what's going on in California, uh, Governor Ke Gavin Newsom was facing a recall election. Uh, that recall election did not pass. He retains his position as governor of California. You know, it's interesting. See, the, the people of California paid $275 million, roughly, for this recall effort. Now that's just what the state paid to run the thing. Who knows how much money was spent in marketing and advertising and all that and the actual by the campaigns themselves. Right, right. And what I've learned in this is it is incredibly rare 
for a gubernatorial recall to work. That it never works. I was just going to throw a tidbit, especially I think the final number was like 42 people that were running. Right. <laughs> so even if we did recall the governor, <laughs> then we got another whole morass of whatever to figure out who's going to fill the seat. So let's say, all right, so probably at least if, if the state spent 275, let's figure Ah, let's throw another 500 on there, right? Let's round it up to an even trillion dollars, $100 million spent. No, a trillion dollars spent on this recall effort. Maybe less. How much good is that money going to do? How much good? California is the fifth largest economy in the, in the world, I think. Something like that, so. right? Yep. If they got that kind of money to spend. Now, California also would have the largest homeless population of any state in the United States. I don't know how they would rank on the list of countries in the world. I got a feeling that $700 million, that trillion dollars go a heck of a lot farther to solve their homelessness issues. Well, I mean, homeless... Forest fires, uh, water preparation. Um, we could find several other things <laughs> that we could spend that money on that's going to uh, help the residents of California with some real pressing issues other than uh, Gavin Newsom took the, cut, the state in the wrong place by trying to follow the science on the mandates for COVID. I mean, really? Well, and I think part of my personal concern here is that this really does look like revenge tactics by the Trump nation because they're still a little hurt overall, right? They're still trying to stir up something. And well, here's an easy, here's an easy, here's a target. And here's yeah. one that, that we know we'll get press out of and we'll get longevity out of. And and now think, just imagine, I mean, and, and don't imagine too long because we don't put the vibes in the universe, but imagine <laughs> every state in the union start going through this kind of madness because they're not happy that they did or did not win the election or whatever. Right. I mean, that's going to be a mess. I'm, I'm surprised they didn't call for a recount. I'm surprised they didn't immediately claim election fraud. And, oh, this thing's rigged. We really won this election. And he didn't, he really lost this recall. I'm surprised that hasn't started yet. I shouldn't speak and, that and into I, the. And, and at, at the, the, uh, I know, I don't know if they got a final percentage count, but the one I heard was like 63, 65% of the, of the populace that voted, right. voted to, not go through this root recall stuff, you know, and, and it's, it's, you know, again, it, it, it gives a lot of food for people who want to be anti-government in terms of, uh, you know, it's, 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 it's rigged. It's not this, it's not that they're placating and all of that. You know, this is a prime example where lots of money has been Inappropriately, inappropriately used that could have been used for something else. I'll say that it wasted. got the same results. Yeah, I'll say it wasted. 
we pissed away a trillion dollars in California because because of the uh uh not me it's you no 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 we didn't lose no 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 we didn't lose we really won you guys just think you won it, it's it like it feels like a whole popula a whole segment of our population is regressing in mental acuity as a whole section is uh, uh, progressing yeah we got a bunch of five-year-olds trying to think they can run the country yeah it's 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 interesting you know and 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 i think a bigger challenge is a lot of the younger people are watching us and trying to figure out what to do or, or what path do I take? Now we got some out there that, that that's starkly against this, but I I gotta believe there's some there's some uh there's some young people here, young adults, oh yeah, that are looking at this, trying to figure out what's my place in this. how do I play? And let's hope they are sick of it, and let's hope that they look for something better um when they begin to take office and 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 become the leaders of the companies and the school systems and you know and all of these things that are now in jeopardy because people have taken personal issues i mean when you look at the states that have high children young adult cases in covid and the, and the governors that are that are mandating that you can't wear a mask. I mean, that is ridiculous. That is ridiculous. Well, that's a a rabbit hole. I don't want to go down right now. But, <laughs> I'm but, sorry. No, I, I, I don't know. I know. Yeah, I know. Uh, the people I talk to, and one of them is an ER nurse on the East Coast, a traveling ER nurse. She goes wherever it's the worst. Um, she's telling me by far the number of the people that are dying of COVID right now are young and unvaccinated, younger and younger all the time and unvaccinated P kids in their twenties and thirties and forties dying of COVID because they don't have the vaccine. But <laughs> so here's some of our points, right folks? There's a lot going on in the world. We're inviting you to be good to your neighbor, be nice to you, be friendly to your neighbor. Yeah. Even if they got a flag you don't agree with, be cordial. Mm -hmm. Let's not go out there with that, with the immediate sense of I'm right, you're wrong. Cause that's not always how it is. I can point to tons of times, trust in the process. If 90% of your neighbors are saying, we believe this guy, we want this guy is 60% of your trust in the process. Don't immediately try to roll back. Anytime you, uh, you know, I, I think about it. If, if, um, if the Dallas Cowboys, I, I, all right, I'm going to go to your arena for a minute. See, talk about getting yeah. off track. I don't even watch football, but somehow I ended up watching the last 20 minutes of the Buccaneers uh, Dallas game this week, right? Back and forth. It was like a point apart for the last 25 minutes. Somehow I end up watching this thing. And I thought to myself, if the, if at the end of that game, the Dallas Cowboys had stayed on the field and said, uh-uh, no, 
no, we really won. No, that, that was rigged. That was fixed. See, that ball kicked after the clock. You messed up the clock. Somebody rigged the lighting system. Somebody did. No, we're sitting right here, and we won this game. You didn't. You know, eventually everybody would say, yeah, okay, fine. They'd turn off the lights. They'd lock them in. <laughs> everybody else would just go home. And they'd be sitting there in the middle of a dark stadium playing with themselves. All puns intended. No offense to the Cowboys, by the way. But we I feel like that's where we're at in politics anymore. The minute you lose, the immediate... Nope, I didn't lose. Nope, it was rigged. And... How do we, can we get back to a place where people truly trust the process? Yeah. Well, well, I think, you know, real quick, part of it is we need to be real clear about what the process is, right? At this point, I, I don't think people know what the process is or how it works or any of that, right? On a there's, somebody going, Wait a there's somebody sitting somewhere going, no, that is the process. When you lose, you challenge and you claim that you didn't lose. That's how the process goes. Yeah. <laughs> hey, you know, um, go ahead. Yeah, and I was going to say we need to go back to civics one hundred and one and 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 understand how government works, what what politics really means, and who it's supposed to serve, and how we do that for us to move beyond this. Because right now it's something divisive. Yeah, uh, high school education reform. We'll get to that next week. Before we go, uh, this was on our list, Linda. So also, again, th maybe we need to bring Linda in as a guest sometime. Uh, yeah. Let's stand in prayer for our capital and activities there this weekend. Yes, um, it was on our list. It's called the J uh, Justice for J6 is what it's called. Um, and I forget who... Uh, would it look ahead America or something is the organization? But Yeah, yeah. And, and they were... Uh the guy who's running it is a former Trump associate uh, advisor or something to that effect. So the long and the short of it is there's going to be more protests in our nation's capital this weekend on Saturday the 18th. Uh, the estimates I've seen are as few as 700. So it, who knows if that's going to grow bigger or smaller. Um, I don't know of any quote major speakers that will incite people to go do anything. Uh, we'll have to see. But yes, no. prayer, prayers up for the Capitol, prayers up for democracy uh, this weekend. It, and again, we have to let these folks have their voice. It would be wrong of us to oppress their voice, yeah. uh, but we don't have to give it credence and we don't have to amp repeat it and amplify it. Uh, we can stay in a place of truth and prayer uh, for those that are involved. Yeah. Well, here it is. We did it. We went over it again. It's a good thing we don't have a producer keeping us on track, you know? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but we want to thank everybody that's with us here this morning. Uh, again, we never promise to solve any of what we talk about, but we do promise to provide as much light as we can from the spiritual's perspective. You know, this is how a couple of ministers process and deal with some of the things that are going on in our world. And, uh, and we enjoy that you share with us and that you're with us. Please share what we're doing with a friend. Keep on coming back. Check out the back episodes on Facebook or YouTube. Uh, we've got, man, we're over a year now pulling up on close to a year and a half of this program. So yeah. um, some great conversations back there in the archives. 
Z, great to be with you today. Any final thoughts before we kick out of here? Yeah, I, I challenge everybody, self-included, let's go study democracy a little bit better and um, a little bit more so we can get a little bit better at, at executing it. <laughs> mm. Spiritual democracy. Yes. There might be a book in there somewhere. Yes. <laughs> All right, folks, we're out of here. Check back in just a short while, 15 minutes from now. Be your own hero with Sekou Writes, 8.15, morning prayers, 8.30, the morning sip with Rev. Melissa, 9 o'clock, wake up, say thank you with Rev. Steph, and I'll be back at 9.30 with the Heart of Peace Meditation. So please uh, join us again and again throughout the day. And remember, uh, Pastor Michael with the Fireside Chat at 6 Mountain Time. Till next week, peace and blessings. Peace. And thanks for listening to this week's episode of Ministers Talking We'll be back again next week with more commentary on current affairs, world events, and any other our ministers want to talk about. And if you found value here, please share our with your friends. Until next time, peace and blessings.